Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Money Stepper Q&A podcast, question four. Can I afford to live in London? Right, so this week's question comes from John and he asks I've recently landed my first graduate job in Cambridge about 50 minutes by train from London. My girlfriend has just got a new job in London and ideally we'd like to move in together. The place that we're considering is £350 each per month and my commute by train will cost £450 per month. My starting salary is £25,500 and I'll be getting a £2,000 bonus for joining the company. My student loan repayments will start with my new salary. My credit card should be paid off before I plan to move. So my question is, with my salary, is it feasible to move into London and commute from there to work? Well, let's start with the obvious, John. Clearly, it will be cheaper to live in Cambridge and for your girlfriend to commute the other way. But you're young. You may want to enjoy everything that London has to offer and therefore this might not be an option for you. So you've said you wanted to live in London. You've obviously thought that out. And your question is, is it feasible to move to London and commute from there to work rather than saying, is Cambridge a better option? So that's the question we'll answer. Your salary, your gross salary is £25,500. So from that, we can work out what your net pay will be each month, how much goes into your bank account. We'll assume a 5% contribution to your employer pension. And I'd refer you to moneystepper.com forward slash question one to see why I've included that. And also, you'll end up repaying the minimum on your student loans, which will be 9% of any part of your salary above 21,000, so £4,500, based on the old repayment schedule. Taking those into account, using the salary calculator, which is linked in the show notes at moneystepper.com forward slash question four, you can find that your take-home pay is approximately £1,580 per month. Now, for your housing, I like to use a rule of thumb that says that you shouldn't spend more than 25% of your take-home pay on your housing costs. I've seen 33% used as a benchmark, but in my opinion, if you can get that number down to 25%, that usually leaves a lot more space for saving, investing and spending on the things that you really want to spend on rather than having a few extra square metres in your house that you'd never use, for example. So based on that £1,580 per month, the rule of thumb implies that your rent should be somewhere under £370 per month, which it will be in your question. You said that the place you're considering is £350 each. However, You then have a big chunk of expenditure going towards your commute, £450 a month, more than your rent. That's quite a lot. So spending 25% plus of your net income on commuting is, is a big item in your budget. But it's something that you may want to consider 
and you may want to discuss with your girlfriend. If you're moving to London so she can be closer to work and her commute is therefore a lot shorter and a lot cheaper, that might be something the way you want to add both of your commuter costs and divide by two and share that evenly between you. Obviously, if you both lived in Cambridge, she would have the same commuter costs going the other way. So that seems fair to me. The real answer to the question of whether you can afford to live in London and commute to your job in Cambridge will come as it so often does in personal finance, when you create a very detailed budget. You should create a monthly budget from scratch based on your past six months' income and expenditure. And then you should flex it to take out the things that you think won't be there anymore when you move to London. But equally, you should include estimates of all future income and expenses which you don't currently have. Once you complete that, and you complete that in detail, you'll be able to see if, at the end of the month, you actually have any money to live in London. You might be renting a flat there, but if you come down to zero after doing all of your income and expenses, then you don't really have any money to live. You just have enough money to stay in your flat every night eating dry Tesco value pasta. That's not living. So... As I say, lay out a budget. If you want, we have a template which we use as part of the Money Stepper Savings Challenge, which you can find on the website. But usually in Excel, or you can even do it on a piece of paper if you want. Start with your income. Less any deductions for your income, as we say, things like contributions to your pension, items like your student loan repayment. Then take out those big monthly expenses, council tax, utility bills, phone bills, things like that. Then take off your estimated expenditure for one-offs. So you may, for instance, as just a good example, you may spend £120 on Christmas presents for people. So you tend to budget £10 each month to build up that fund so you have that to spend at Christmas. Entertainment, going out to eat and drink, how often you want to do that. Try and build an accurate estimate of that into your budget. Once you've added all those things, you'll come with a net figure at the bottom. If that net figure is positive, you can probably afford to live in London. If it's zero, you need to have a real think about whether you want to give up some of the things in life that you may want to enjoy so that you can live in London and also that you won't be saving towards the future, towards buying your own house perhaps with your girlfriend. If it's negative, then it doesn't look like living in London is a viable option for you at this time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.